Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and we are reading verse number 5 to 7. Praise the Lord. 1 Samuel 17 verse 5 to 7. And he had an helmet of brass upon his head and he was armed with a coat of what? Of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. Say, wow. wow. I can't hear you at all. Say, wow. wow. Verse number six, the Bible said, And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him praise the lord is it powerful already we're continuing our series on fight and today we are talking about weapons are spiritually engaged before they succeed naturally weapons are spiritually engaged before they succeed naturally or weapons are spiritually engaged before they are naturally engaged please sit down There are principles that make warfare successful. Not every warfare gets to be successful, especially when we started our series on fight. We're dealing with principles that were universal principles. Then we zoomed into spiritual warfare. Yesterday, by the special grace of God, I, we discussed about the mode of the battle we are fighting we understood that it's a battle of words. Praise the Lord. That the battlefield is littered with words. All kinds of words. Curses. Curses. We didn't see one blessing inside there. Everything. Goliath is cursing David. David is cursing Goliath. So, we have to understand these things. Now, today as we consider weapons in general, we have to understand that the enemy we are dealing with is an enemy that recognizes weapons. And he uses the weapons as tools. Somebody say tools. Now in every spiritual battlefield, there are at least three entities. The first entity there is God. Second entity there is Satan. Then the third entity there is man. And that man can either be on the side of God or be on the side of the devil. And so a battlefield or spiritual battle involves three entities. Please remember that forever. And in that battlefield, the people who are on the side of God must come with weapons. 
And the ones who are on the side of the devil must come with what? Weapons. Battles are fought with words that energize weapons. So weapons are important. Some nations never go to battle because they don't have enough weapons. And they will wait until they have the required weapons before they set out for a battle. Some countries, they have made it their business to sell weapons to some other countries. That is the business they do. So if such a superpower is not happy with you, one of the things it can do is that it will not sell weapons to you. So there are weapons that are known to be American-made weapons, and there are weapons that are known to be Russian-made weapons. They trade in weapons. Hey. So you cannot successfully fight a spiritual battle if you don't have the mentality of weapons. <laughs> weapons. So here we see that principalities come into the battlefield fully armed with weapons like Goliath. And they do that to destroy. All principalities come into a battlefield fully armed like Goliath to destroy. So, Goliath came into the battlefield and the Bible has even said that when you go to what? A strong man's house who is fully armed. So, we know that principalities, aside the fact that they are principalities, they are also armed. So in the verse 5 to 7, we see that even though Goliath is a giant and has energy, force, power, he still came to the battlefield with weapons. Look at his helmet. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight <laughs> of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. Can you carry it? And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. Everywhere armed, fully armed. Weapons. H. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. This guy is too much. He had defensive weapons on his body and he had offensive weapons. Spear and all manner of things. Sword held by his armor bearer. And the armor bearer himself was also armed. I'm telling you that for you to be successful in your spiritual warfare, you need to have a mentality of what? Weapons. Somebody say weapons. You have to understand it. Because without that understanding, you will be defeated. So you see that in verse 45, when David met Goliath and the cursing began, look at what David said. He said, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. Praise the Lord. David, the first thing David saw were the weapons. Of Goliath. He said you are coming to me. 
with shield, sword, and spear. If you are going to be successful, you need to recognize weapons. <laughs> you have to recognize that sickness can be a weapon against you. Poverty can be, you, you have to recognize. People don't recognize. Sometimes you are in a battlefield, they give you water and that water is a weapon. So you see that when people are in a jail and they see some smoke, they know that it could be it could be a Russian poison. You have to recognize what it, it makes you to be on an alert. <laughs> some people don't recognize weapons and they don't have the mentality of weapons. So any weapon at all can be used against them. Delilah was a weapon against Samson. <laughs> They had tried everything. They couldn't bring the guy down. Then they unleashed a woman weapon. Powerful. Mrs. Potiphar was a weapon against Joseph. But because Joseph had a mentality of weapons, he was able to escape that weapon. Please. If you do not have the mentality of weapon, any weapon at all can bring you down. Because you will not have what it takes to recognize one when you even see it. So here, we see that the enemy comes into the battle fully prepared to throw everything on board to conquer. Yeah. Why is it that Goliath is so powerful and he's still coming dressed in his armory? Why is it that he's so powerful and he's still coming with spears and swords and, and shields? Because the enemy comes into, when an enemy comes into a battlefield with you, he doesn't leave anything behind. He comes with everything that he has, throws everything on board, and his idea is to conquer. Yeah. It's to conquer. It's powerful power. So, that, that's why I'm telling you that some of the things the enemy can come into a battlefield as a weapon could be sickness. Yeah. Because sometimes sickness is what makes him to conquer. So at least the armory and the size of the giant intimidated and kept the people of God away from fighting for 40 days until David showed up. The weapons were important. <laughs> There are spiritual weapons. There are what? In Egypt, God released at least 10 spiritual weapons against Egypt. Including boils. Boils. Mammy's in Pompo and call a town for so. Pompo bought a town for Nyasia. So, we now and yeah, yeah. There are spiritual weapons that could be unleashed against us psychologically. Psychologically. And that's why the battlefield is a mind. And that's the first place Satan seeks to attack. So the Bible says that you have to wear the helmet of salvation. Because devil will be playing football with your mind. 
Spiritual weapons. So you see that somebody is there. Their mind is not good. The mind is, is, is bad. Somebody says it's called mind bad. There could be emotional weapons. So you see that anytime there is an important battle for you to fight in the spirit, something gets you down. Somebody will tell you something that you are not happy. Or you are going into something that is very critical, sensitive. Then an issue pops up that makes you emotionally some way. Hey. You see that you'll be spending all your time going about that emotional thing instead of praying and all of that. It's a diversionary tactic and that is a weapon. On your emotions, so that the time you have to use to spend in prayer to deal with the battle ahead of you, you use it to do hmm, 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 like that, and then the, the, the force of the giant will come and meet you. Spiritual weapons that come like so. It is not everything you hear that makes you emotional that you should pursue. There are weapons, though. <laughs> Some of the weapons, they can really be unleashed against you financially. Yeah. Anytime money comes into your hand, somebody is sick. It's a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. Anytime money comes into your hand, something, something, you know. The money doesn't stay. <clears throat> or whenever you have a great opportunity, you will never have money. Yeah. Yeah, the house is sold for $1 million. Then because of honorable COVID-19, somebody says, bring $100,000. Then you see that. Charlie, Charlie, don't call me. You see, you see that the money is nowhere to be found. When somebody buys it, then plenty of money will come. It's a weapon. See, I'm preaching now. It will look like I'm not preaching, but oh. Shalakula patakayata. You see, this fast is to settle some things. We are dealing with wickedness. What are we dealing with? There are weapons that can be unleashed against your ministry. And nobody is exception to that. It happened to Jesus. It happened to Paul and the apostles. It will happen to anybody. You can lie to yourself and dance and say, I am exempted, but you see it. You have to prepare to see them when they appear with the help of the Holy Ghost. The same for weapons can be unleashed against your house. Children sick, left, right, center. Spouse sick, left, right, center. Confusion in your house, left, right, center. So you see that you don't have joy to handle the things you must handle. It's a weapon. When they try you and they don't find it, they just throw weapons all around you. Have you seen some people going into a warfare, they get into a particular zone? Like one of the countries in Africa, I think it's Angola, is it Angola? Too much grenade, too much, too much landmines. A certain percentage of their total land is covered in mines. So when you are walking, sure, that is the real place the Bible wrote the verse, Watch and pray. Says, as you are walking, you must be watching. Can't be walking anyhow. Your leg will be gone. Weapons everywhere. 
So you see that the devil putting weapons in so many places has limited the people. And even though the land is big, there is a chunk of it that cannot be used. Weapons. Somebody say weapons. Yeah. Judas became a weapon that was used against Jesus. Weapons everywhere. Gossip can be a weapon against the church. Accusation can be a weapon. So you have to get to that point where as you are fasting, fast for the capacity to see weapons, to also be immune to weapons. (laughs) You have to understand that. The traffic in Accra can be a weapon. Yeah. You see that you will be looking for a big job and it will not come and then you see everything every time the road is clear but the day you have the appointment. See that everywhere blocked. It's a weapon. One time I was traveling to preach in Nigeria. It was a crucial program. Coming from Cape Coast when I got to um, Malam, everywhere was blocked. I said, God forbid. I said, this is a weapon. Unusually blocked. And I set off very early. I was driving my, my car. Four by four. I just jumped down, took my backpack, jumped behind Okada. Said this weapon is a lie. It is a lie. So I was on the motorbike. The airport was saying, Pastor, you have to be here. They are closing counter. I said, I will be there. I will be you have to be a ninja. <laughs> so those of you who are softies. Everything is pampering that I be. You look at your skin and all of that. What your skin can become a weapon. And instead of he said, oh, I said there are weapons everywhere. As we are in a church like this, a girl can become a weapon. I'm preaching. Instead of feeling free and expressing yourself, the girl has become a weapon to you. A weapon against you. Boy. Any weapon Satan has unleashed against you, maritally, ministerially, emotionally, psychologically, let the Lord arise in Jesus' name. Now, let, let me just take a small minute and address the psychological weapon because psychological weapons come in voices and pictures. Yeah. Like as you are fasting like this, you can be so high in the spirit and that is the time you have dreams. That, and that kind of weapon can make you feel deflated. Very dangerous weapon. Yeah. So you begin to doubt if the fasting is really potent. It's a weapon. <laughs> and a weapon doesn't have to be a real weapon. It, there can be a smoke. Yeah, can you catch smoke? But it's a weapon. Yeah. Smoke and a glass. So, you see that as you are, 
you are psychological, you hear voices, kill yourself. Nobody loves you. Past and poor hates you. <clears throat> Dangerous weapon. Psychological. You see that as we are fasting and praying like this, that's how you begin to see that you are in a coffin. And people are crying. It's like you are going to die. Yeah. This man told me, he heard a voice. The voice said, he went to the parent house. He said, that this is the last time you will see this house. The thing really troubled the pastor. <laughs> he called me. He said, daddy, I heard it very clear. And you know, he's a prophetic son. I heard it very clear. He said, daddy, pray for me. I said, no. I'm not going to pray for you. He said, this is the last day you will see your parent house. Then this is the last time you see your parent house. I said, so what did you do? He said, I've been praying. The thing disturbed me. I heard it very clear. That's a psychological weapon. You hear it very clear. I told him that if I were you, since he said today is the last year and this is the last time I will see my parents' house, when I was driving, I would have turned back to go and see that house again. And that would have meant that in a day I've seen it twice against what he said. So that it can never be. Oh, but tongues are getting. So he said that yeah, yeah. he went and saw the house. Yeah, the prayer finished. Is he not alive? If a psychological weapon can really have a toll on you. See, the message, I can't push it because I have to take my time. Because many people get defeated. When the devil is showing you psychological weapons, he wants you to negotiate with your mind. Because two must agree for a thing to be established, at least. And so he knows that he's trying to buy defeat for you. But when he can't part yeah, with your eyes open, you are saying no. So he now begins to show you dreams. Or somebody brings you a doom prophecy. Then and you begin to see things when you sleep. Or sometimes when you have a trance, you are not sleeping. And you see the thing is very clear. So your mind begins to tell you. The thing is, is it really like, it's like, this thing is really, it's really there. I thought that we have gone through the deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah. It's a real negotiation. Pharaoh did it. He said, go. Now he now told him, he said, okay, do, do, leave some of these things behind. You know, so that as you are going, you will come back. You know, and then when they were going, I was chasing them. That what doesn't allow you to go. Yeah, renegotiation. Yeah. So you see that he's trying to get you to agree with him that you are really in trouble. That you will really not give birth. That's why you see that you will dream and you are bleeding everywhere. Or if you listen to some deliverance minister, he will tell you, you dream and you have plenty of children, but they don't show up in the natural. Hey. Nothing can really disturb you. Then you dream and you are eating. And when you open the radio, somebody will be preaching dreams and their meanings. When you dream and see that you are eating, it means that they are poisoning your system. They say, boy, boy, may do poison. 
any psychological weapon Satan is using against you. Today, may the Lord ground it in Jesus' name. Oh, shout a better amen here. That amen is not strong at all. You have to battle. You have to battle. Know that this is a weapon. When you know it's a weapon, what do you do? You have to activate your faith. Because it is faith that quenches the wiles and the fiery darts of the enemy. Ephesians 10. It quenches yeah, the wiles and the fiery darts of the enemy. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's go on, please. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be what? Able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 12. Jump to 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the day of evil. And having done all to stand. 14. Stand therefore having your loins get about with what truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Next verse. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Next one. Above all. Taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall what? Be able to quench. Somebody say quench. All the fiery darts of the wicked one. So you see that all these weapons that I'm showing you, what did they do to the armies of Israel? Goliath's armory, his armor bearer, his weapons. All it did was to take away the confidence of the soldiers in their God and in their own weapons. So even though they were a multitude of people, for 40 days they stood there not knowing what to do to themselves. Because they saw weapons. The purpose for which Satan is showing you what he's showing you, making you hear what you are hearing, is to take away your faith from the power of God for you to be able to quench his own weapons. Are you here with me at all? You will remember me for this message. Because as I'm preaching right now, somebody is angry. We did fasting and prayer. Why are we not praying and he's preaching? So I want to let you know that you remember me for today. I've been telling you that you have been praying. But he has been defeating you. Because your head is not clear. You need a spiritual enabler to clear your chest so you can be breathing well. You see that devil has strategies. They have never changed by human beings to have not mastered it. So as he showed the weapon and, and, and the armor bearer and all of that, when the soldiers, oh, when they saw it, all their courage left them. The dreams you are seeing is to make sure that your courage leaves you. You see that you have a dream and let's say you have to go and minister. Maybe you are a singer. The dream is potter dream. So it's as you are going to minister and something tells you that if you are powerful, that the spirit came to sleep with you, you are going to minister hypocrite. You just defeat you before you go out there. So if you don't have meaning for your redemption. You see that you are going there physically standing, spiritually lying. 
Because you have been defeated. No doubt. Is somebody here at all? You have to rise up and tell that devil you are a bastard. You are a bastard. You can't show. Look, you can't. It is not everybody who is interested. You, have you not seen somebody watching a television that he's not watching before? <laughs> TV is on. He's facing the TV, but he's not watching. When devil begins to show you his weapons, you can have a choice based on your faith. Yeah. There are some dreams you have, you have to make up your mind that I have not had. I cannot even have. Is it by force to have? It's not my dream. Yeah. There are some weapons when you see, you know, it's not my weapon. You have to refuse it. You have to, you have to set it aside. You have to ignore it. Are you following here at all? Hey. But there are some people they can't even hear about somebody's dream and collect it. It's like this dream is really speaking to me. Boy. What Jaffa? Any demonic thing trying to appear around you as a weapon, oh, let the blood quench it now. Let that amen thunder like lightning in here. Please, faith quenches the wiles and the fiery darts of the enemy. So you see that the child of God should be fully prepared to fight with his tried and tested weapon. And faith is the tried and tested weapon of the believer. If you look at the verse 38 to verse number 40 of that same scripture, 1 Samuel 17... 38 to 40. You will see clearly there that look at what David did. And Saul armed David with his armor. And he put on and he put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David gathered his sword upon his armor. And he assayed to go. For he had not proved it and David said unto Saul, ah, so, 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 I cannot go with this. For I have not proved them. And David put them off him. David put them off him. Let me tell you. There are some weapons that are tried and there are some weapons that are not tried. A child of God must fully enter into a battlefield with tried and proven weapons. Are you following here at all? I don't if I really want to preach this message, eh? Hmm. I will ask you a question that young lady, why are you trying to win your boss with fornication? It's not a tried and tested weapon. But I don't want to preach this message. Because if I preach it right now, <laughs> 
That instead of prayer of favor, no, you are sitting there in a strategic position, opening your tie in such a way that the man will be confused. But it's not a tried and proven weapon. But we know that some bosses have accepted the offer. They have chopped and they have dumped in the refuse dump. It's a chop free. There's a language that's a ocho free. Chop and go. Like, you see, when you go abroad, there are some shops, they have candies there. When you are working and you feel tired, you can even go for coffee. It's free. Yeah, oh, free crap. My brain, I'm a number. Yeah, like that. Yeah, even, even perfumes, you can just go and just. So some people, they don't buy perfume. They just pass by the perfume shop. Oh, I know things, pa. <laughs> yes, it's free. You see all those things, they are small, small. So instead of using tried and tested weapon like prayer, you want to use backbiting gossip to go to the top. You kill yourself. Yeah, as we are fasting right now, some people don't believe in it. What is it? What is it? Listen to me. There are things only fasting will do according to God's plan. If you miss it, you miss those things. Yeah. When you hear me pre- pre- preaching, you think I don't believe in prayer. But when I come here on Saturday, do you think I come here to dance? Tried and proven. David, they put Saul's armor on him and said, I can't. Even though you are king. Sometimes it doesn't matter who is giving you the offer. Whether it's a human boss or a satanic being. You have to know what works and what doesn't work. And what works is what God has given you. That's your faith. What works is what God has given you. That's your prayer. That's your fasting. That's your relationship. That David built a relationship with God in the wilderness and sharpened a particular way of fighting. So some people feel like prayer has lost its place. Fasting has lost its place because we can speak grammar. No, but your grammar is drama to the demons. When a demon is coming, you can't, it's not looking at grammar. He's not looking at grammar at all. I say, I can't walk a camera for I can see I can see one. Bonnie in this man. That's why Paul says that it is not by the enticing words of man's wisdom. Eloquence. No power. They have the knowledge, they lack the power thereof. It's not, it's not, it's not in your beauty. Beauty faded. It's not tried and tested. I love you, your breast is when I see it in the brazier. Aha, brazier, it just projected very well. Those things very well. You see that you, you would think the whole world is yours. But things fall apart. As I can't put your confidence on things that are not tried and what? Tested. Yes, it's a proven weapon. Hey. 
tried and tested weapons. David, what did he do? He just set it aside. Yeah. That's why you see that when you come around some of us, we are not interested in some things. You know, not interested in play, play, like set up, blah, blah, that thing. Either it is this or it's not that. Finish. He just said, he walked small. He just went back and forth again. That thing no go work. No go work. I have sword, but it's not every sword that kills. You know, Bible says he put it. Look at that verse. Nice verse. Oh. Bible says, and David would put them off him. Yeah. There are some friends eh, who are around you eating into your spirituality. It is a, a weapon that is not proven for success. You have to put them off. Yeah. So anytime they come around you, they talk about somebody to you, they talk about that one. They talk. So when you even come to church, you can't receive. Put them off, la. Yeah. Fasting and prayer is going on. They say, they say, and I say, Pastor, Casa Papa. Hey. Your hey. person and one, they say, Casa Casa. But first, no, buy no, Buy no, Wedding century near Chisa. Show a bravo. Any other But they don't know they are God there. Eh? You see, the thing that is proven is the thing that you are proving to a point where you have a knowledge that cannot be disputed about its potency, efficacy, and competences. Yeah. You see that it becomes even part of your own personal competence using that kind of weapon. So then we just put it aside. Some things, if you really want to go forth, you must put them aside. Yeah. You must put them aside. One of the things you have to really try and put aside is sleeping like you are a log of tree. Because a little slumber, <laughs> a little. If you do more, the thief will come and carry you like nobody's business. So every child of God should be fully prepared to fight with his tried and tested weapon. It's powerful. If you read that verse 40, the verse 40 says, and he took his staff in his hand, tried and tested. It doesn't look like it's a very fantastic weapon. The staff of a shepherd. I mean, if you are facing a giant and the weapon you have is a staff. That's why even when the giant saw him, he said, am I a dog that you are coming to me with a stick? It doesn't look like it's powerful. But it is not how it looks. What is important is that you have mastered your faith that it has become tried and what? Tested. Knowing how to stay in the place of prayer like Elijah who tells the servant, go and see, I've heard the sound of the abundance of rain, but I know that I have to stay in this posture until there is a sign in the clouds 
that the abundance of rain is coming. And the servant goes one. He said, there is nothing there, prophet. Forget it. He said, go again. This posture and this prayer, it never fails. It's tried and tested. Now me, stay this posture to shut the heavens. I can stay in this posture to open the heavens. It is tried and what? Tested. And some of us, our prayers are so sporadic. We don't even know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. <clears throat> but you have to have a posture in prayer. By faith, that you know, I can stay the course. 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 Because a chakra, baby. Praise the Lord. Prayer. Tried and proven. Powerful. So he took his staff in his hand and chose him five small stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew nigh to the Philistine. Nice, nice arrangement. Five small stones. This David is too much. So David rejected King Saul's armor, meaning. We have to know what works for your faith. As knowing what works for your faith is crucial. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Sometimes what works for your faith doesn't work for someone else. You have to know what works for your faith. So spiritual sharpness and precision, they are the things that win battles because there is no room for what? Rehearsal. There's no room for error. There's no room for, you know, try and error, blah, blah. Sharpness and precision, spiritually. And that sharpness and precision comes from the place of faith. From the place of what? So you see that the stones were smooth. And the meaning to me was that there is no roughness or stress with your battle if you fully depend on the grace of God. Through faith. Because the stones were five, which people believe in um, numerical theology, that five stands for what? Grace. But they were smooth. No roughness. You cannot be stressed. When you are deploying your battle fully depending on the grace of God for your victory. Because sometimes we are in a battle and our dependence is on other things. You are praying. You have gone to see people and all of that. But you are praying for the job. Depend on God. God who will touch men. Praise the Lord. You can't depend on men and now go, go to God. How? Smooth stones. Somebody say smooth. Ah, you are a woman or a man. You are doing a medical you are going through a medical process to become pregnant and they are treating you and all of that. It's good that you are going through the treatment, but don't depend on the treatment. Depend on God who can put a baby in you in the process of what? The treatment. Is it clear? Yeah. If you are a singer, you can't depend on, on the crispness of your voice. You have to fully depend on your oh, medium voice. Yeah, then I can pitch more than her pitch. Do you know what really a pitch is? Pitch. 
You are pitch, sir. You are in the ditch. People are not pitching. They are going far. Does it not tell you that pitchment is not the real thing? Yeah. As you are coming to pitch, <laughs> depend on God who can make something come out of your throat that will, that will touch the life of somebody. And that can become your major breakthrough. If you are depending on your vocal dynamics, when we stand there and we are singing, you know that, Charlie, the thing will get them. You get them. It's not everybody who gets it, who goes foul. No. Depend on small stones. No stress. It's only when you depend on the grace of God for your battles that you, you eliminate the element of stress. See, it's like you are in a relationship. You say, you are depending on your goodness as a human being for the success of the relationship. <laughs> Why do you think people are broken heart? They're there. Boy. Good person. Somebody can break up with you and say, I think you are too good for me. You have not heard it before. <laughs> you don't know. There are people who go and look for a job. They will tell them you are overqualified. We can't employ you. Depend on God. Tell somebody, fully depend on God. <laughs> I can't hear you at all. Tell somebody, fully, fully, fully depend on God. Yeah. So spiritual sharpness is a function of total dependence on the Holy Ghost. If you will not miss your target like David shot the stone and hit Goliath, you need to depend on the Holy Spirit. As we are fasting like this, you should be very happy that he gives you an opportunity to take your dependence on God to another level. Because human abilities will weary you all day and bring failure. Yeah. Yeah, if you have been an athlete before, you can see that sometimes the time you clock in training, you are not able to clock it during the event itself. Yeah, because conditions can change. Yeah. So now when you see the crowd in po, <laughs> 10 seconds behind, God have mercy. Marado Bazala Takaya. So Dabrada Kalazo Labraya. Manta Labalato Sapratalaya. Full dependence on the Holy Spirit to release grace is the key to success in every battle. Holy Ghost, I depend on you. To release grace, five stones to face this Philistine who is fully armed. Is the key. To your success in that prayer you are praying. In that marriage. In that battle you find yourself. And if you look at verse 47 very quickly. Because I need to end this so we can pray. Verse number 47. Look at what the Bible said. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into what? Our hands. Full dependence on the Holy Ghost. Everybody will know that I have come far not because I have a gift. It's not by sword or spear. 
Somebody can look at somebody's face and say, can you pray more than me? Prayer. Do you, do you know people who can pray? They are prayer contractors. Spiritual snipers. Hey. Adumarako. Adumarako. Full dependence on the Holy Ghost. That is why sometimes the people who don't look like they are spiritual, they are the people who are really, you know, it's powerful. Yeah. But most of the brothers and sisters who look like they are anointed, brother, sister, Charlie. <laughs> He said, the whole assembly. That's why I told you that this church, the owner is God. Amen. That's why you don't see me. I don't come here. I range like I'm in a palanquin. Oh, you carry me. I'm the senior pastor of the church. Senior pastor. Senior pastor. <laughs> There's no value in senior pastor. It's just a title. That's all. Somebody is a senior pastor by the Lorry Park. It's not senior pastor. Is that also? So, so just relax. Depend on the Holy Ghost. Yeah, depend on. There are people depending on other things in your workplace. So. Fully, when the thing speaks, they hear clearly. They have amulet. The thing go just bend them so and say, no, the oracle is calling me. They, no matter what they are doing, they say, excuse me. Because they know that there's a call. You know, because of your here and here dependent, when the Holy Ghost is even prompting you, you know, the thing, hey, chai. It's like your, your sensitivity is too far. Because you depend on other things. Jack of all trades. You are master of that. But as a thing, I mean, they, are you following here at all? You are going to sing. Oh, you are prepared. You are going to sing on the stage. As you took the mic, you are going. Uh, the, the song has changed inside your head. And you have, you have sharpness in the Holy Ghost and faith. That this one that the Holy Ghost has dropped in my spirit, that's the one I'm going to sing. It happens to me all the time. I'm prepared. I'm coming to preach. I'm just descending the staircase. By the time I get down there, it's stop changing that message. I say, okay. And that's what will bless people. So that I just have one verse, you just splash like this. That's the one verse I will carry here. But there's something called utterance. Utterance. But you know, it is what is in your head now, final. Hey. 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 One time Jesus was just going like <laughs> was just going and he said, I must need to go through waters. I mean, that's, it is not a part of the plan. But at this channel, there is an agency in the spirit for Samaria. If your spirituality is a true and poor one, yeah, when you are even copying from somebody's assignment, you can copy and copy the index number. <laughs> With Diablo. Boy. That's your call. Is this your work? He said, It's my work. 
I said, why do you have the same index number with this person? He said, sorry, that one was a mistake. Hey! And you're going to wake up on no copy. God have mercy. Full dependence on the Holy Ghost. He said they will know that the battle is a lot. Everyone will know. I'm, I'm coming. I have stones. I have sling. I have staff. But the real person fighting for me is God. So we are fasting and praying knowing that the surgery you are going into, the battle is a lot. The market you are entering, the battle is a lot. The job you are looking for, the battle is a lot. The business expansion, are you here at all? The promotion, you are, the marriage, the battle is the lot. Never take that out of your mind. If you take it out of your mind, you'll be forcing yourself to marry a man you know will be a disaster for you. I'm telling you. Because your mind will tell you if I let him go. I when will I get another man? Look at my age. Somebody was talking about this one came. Fine gentleman. SS. You two are AS. He said, but he's a fine gentleman. I've been there. Hey. Boy. But when you know the battle is the Lord's. Kaluda bragija brakata. Ilatoko la bradiga. David went into the battle. He was so small, diminutive figure. Stood before the giant. He saw a big God with him. Whilst people were running away, this giant is too big. He would destroy us. How can we even surmount this giant? David was just saying, he's too big for me to miss. People were running. The guy says it's an opportunity. It's not an adversity. Because the, you see, it is when your dependence on the Holy Ghost is suspect. That is when opportunities look like adversity to you. He saw opportunity where they saw adversity. The guy is coming to kill us. He said, ah, there's a reward on this guy's head. Oh. But the battle is there. That's why he put the armor of Saul down. He said, let me carry stone. Stone and sling. And on my tie. Hey. Is somebody here at all? When God really set to bless you, eh, it will not look very complex. So. Very simple, like five stones. And you only have to use one. Because God is following that one that is short. And it doesn't matter whether you shot it to the east or west or south or north. It is God who is holding that stone looking for the forehead of that giant. Now you want to waste all your savings on weave on that is expensive so that it will be like you too. Uh -huh. And acrylic stuff. It's like, if you are, it's like somebody can even tell you that you are always in church. How can you marry? You have to start going for parties. Hey. The battle is a lot. Even in the church, oh, somebody can be going out to do courting with you and say that if you don't sleep with you, I won't marry you. How will I know that you can do the thing? 
Go and ask your mother and your father. So if you are not careful, the thing will enter your head and take away your opportunity to be blessed. By the time you know you have blown it. Depend on the Holy Ghost. When we get there, the, ba- the honeymoon battle is the Lord's. I'm preaching, Papa. The preaching is going well, Papa. <laughs> David had confidence in the use of the sling and the stone. And that was his faith at work. When faith is at work, it doesn't have to be complex. Paul says, I, I believe in the simplicity of the gospel. It is the power of God. <laughs> when God is involved in a matter, simple things bring out beautiful fruit. It's not a like a siren. These days, have you found out that the songs that really ministers to people, they are not too complex, no too complex modulation here and there, going here, passing here, <laughs> One time I was in uh, Abuja Dunamis. It was a major convention. Then one guy came up. He was singing. He was singing a foreign gospel. So he was singing. It was just a nice voice dynamics. I was enjoying it because, you know, I, I, I like foreign gospel. Like that. One woman was sitting down. She was just boiling. I don't know what this boy they do. Oibo, Oibo, I've come here for destiny recovery. I've seen something that could enter spirit. See, you have opportunity like this. Where they sing, you don't know what they sing. Then they brought one um, lady, a uh, guy like that, Prosper came and just left her one native Nigerian song. The woman charged, she said, this is it. This is it. Jadia, Jadia. Anna Becca Am I preaching? When <laughs> faith is in a matter, yeah, simple things. David just had confidence using that sling and stone. So I've used it to shoot too many things that are not supposed to die with this man because God is the one fighting for me. I don't know how. Irene. So, it's powerful. And so, if you look at verse 49 and 50, look, look at what the Bible said that concerns. It said, And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in the forehead, that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So, David prevailed. Is it God who prevailed? Who prevailed? But who fought? God. So, David, if you want to prevail in this life, eh, the battle is the Lord, must still be the battle is the Lord's. It's at this time we now want to fight the battle for ourselves. That's why even fasting is difficult for you. Prayer is difficult because I will deal with it. I will deal with it. But there are things you deal with, the repercussions. 
So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a, a stone. And smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. The weapons were not complete. But because God was on his side, there was a weapon available from the giant. When the battle is a lot, eh? even the enemy, as in Samaria, 2 Kings chapter 7, the enemy will bring food to a famished and besieged Samaria. And the four lepers will go and carry the food oh, and bring it to Samaria. It's a way that when God is on your side, enemy will supply what you have been praying for. That's why we have to believe in fasting again. Fasting. If you say we are doing gospel rush show here, there's an overflow. Fasting is like, hey, 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 hey. May you receive grace right now. I said, David prevailed. You shall also prevail. That amen is not coming out at all. You will prevail. Somebody say, I will prevail. One more time, say, I shall prevail because God is on my side. So, by the confidence, by that confidence, all the weapons of the giant were defied and condemned. David believed in God. And, and, and I love it. So that's the first key is that put all your trust in God. By faith. Second key is that by faith, verse 48. You, you have to move in boldness. So David moved towards Goliath signifying his boldness to confront the opposition. And faith produces the spirit of boldness in the battlefield for success. As you put your confidence in God, be bold against the sickness. Be bold against the surgery. Be bold against the disappointment. Look at verse 48. It came to pass when the Philistine arose. Who arose first? And came and drew nigh to meet David. Who made the first move? Talk to me. Who made the first move? That David didn't walk. David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. You are coming for me. I am even more ready to come for you. No retreat. The spirit of faith will make you walk in boldness. Boldness. Your faith is in, in your boldness. The thing is going, it's not going down. It cannot go down. God is on my side. He will pick it up. Are you following here at all? You don't follow the symptoms and the alert of this world. Because you're operating from another dimension. Be bold though. Your age, you have crossed 30. Still tell yourself, I'm going to marry. I'm going to marry. And I'm going to deliver my children. Full term. Yeah. You see, they say Corona has erased people's business. No, no meal. No meal. No meal. My own is working. Are you following here at all? Be bold. Tell somebody be bold. He hasted and he ran to meet the Philistines. When you see devil running towards you, you don't run back. 
If you say battle is the Lord, stand up. He said, oh, more. It's, a, it's that spirit of boldness that sometimes we lack in business, in career, in marriage, in ministry. We just lack it. Yesterday, someone was asking me, man of God, how, how, can you, how can I walk in there? Because I see that you are very bold. I said, God is my father. If I'm not bold, what else can I be? Was Jesus timid? How about Paul? You have to be bold. I told you, as I understand the, the, the dynamics of my redemption. There are people who are Christians who don't know what, what, what that they are Christianity, but what does even mean for them? It's like it's, it's on the left and their life on earth is on the right. Be bold. People go to that surgical room. More complex situation than your own. They come out. Why is it that your head is filled with you will not come out? You marry one year now, the baby has not come now, you start trying to misbehave. Because it's like this one that I did fibroid surgeries before I married. This one that my bleeding is some way. This one that my brother, my friend, be bold. Be what? See, boldness just allows space around you for things to happen. I see things happening in your life. I, I didn't hear that amen. No. I said things are happening in your life. When you are bold, you become candidate for something great. David Hest, sister. Get a spring in your steps. Be bold. The way you be bold, somebody will look at you, they will think you went to Holy Child. <laughs> Meanwhile, cream at Ohio and I'll call you. <laughs> but you are bold. You are what? Bold. When you are bold and people even learn of your background, they didn't shock them. They even admire you the more. Wow. Hey. That's some of the boldness will make you prevail over whatever giant is coming to fight you. Is it powerful here already? Rise up, clap your hands and bless Jesus. Wow. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204. 
916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.